0: <laughs> Hello! Hello! What are you sipping on?
1: Em, I did not
0: notice <laughs> this you. change. This things? Hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god, this chick is back again. <laughs> All the sips. All the sips for
1: sip talk. Oh my gosh, I love it. Hello? What's up?
0: <laughs> I'm like, so consistent with a really hello, and you're, you've are you been uh, shaking things up with your greetings,
1: <laughs> keeping things interesting. I like it. I like it. What's going How are you on? doing? How's the week? Good. It's Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. Oh episode. my gosh. So came
0: out one week today, Thursday, Thursday. How's your day been? How you doing?
1: Okay, so Jonas and I have decided we're eloping to Europe.
0: What? When we get
1: married. I don't have a ring yet, but that's our decision.
0: Okay, this when was this decided? (laughs) I think I just bursted everyone's eardrums. I'm really sorry if you're listening with headphones.
1: (laughs) When was this decided? We were today. We just uh, talked about it. I always give him like little hints, like you know, time's a ticking. Get that ring on my finger. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it just came up in conversation, and we're like, let's elope, and then we can have a little party when we get back. Um, at a restaurant and a, like you know one of those private rooms or something but yeah I'm, I'm so excited about it i'm not a big like personally i've never been super keen on a massive wedding for myself that would just never seem to be in the picture for me so this is like we were both like you want that too this is perfect amazing
0: amazing okay yeah, not sure expect an onslaught of questions from me after this about that <laughs> <laughs> What i know i didn't want to
1: tell you i wanted to surprise oh,
0: you that was a, it was a good surprise i was like excuse me <laughs> i'm so pumped okay okay i'm i we're gonna chat a lot about that um <laughs> what are you sipping on
1: Oh, okay so today i'm sipping on uh sparkling water it's watermelon flavored with nothing Ooh. additional just plain and simple yeah what that's about so you?
0: unlike you are you doing okay today are you like head in the mm. clouds about your eloping plans you didn't you didn't make it fancy
1: yeah i was dreaming of my elopement and i didn't have time to make anything too crazy <laughs> <laughs> i need a ring first so let's not get ahead of ourselves okay
0: true jonas if you're listening put a ring on it
1: <laughs> yeah the pressure is on he knows it <laughs> um what is, what are you sipping on
0: yeah. I'm sipping on an alcohol-free rosé, and I would just um, like to take a moment for the fact that this is the first time that I'm the fancy one on this podcast. You've been fancier than me every single time. Thank you. <laughs> it's beautiful. That looks
1: really nice. Don't you love that? Really just having like a glass of alcohol-free wine. I I know it's not so for good. everyone, but gosh, so good. So good. Um, what's yeah. your silver you win know, of the week?
0: Ooh, my sober win of the week. Um, oh, I had it in my head and then I forgot. Okay, my sober win of the week is that I started looking around finally this week for a therapist, and that's something that I've like wanted to do for ages. Like I've done briefly in the past, but um, it's not even because there's really anything pressing that I want to like talk about or work through. I just think it's such a healthy thing for everyone. And that's a sober win because I feel like if I was still drinking, that just wouldn't be that high up on my priority list. But I feel like sobriety forces you to – no, it forces you, but it just makes you want to improve yourself and keep growing. And I feel like that's definitely something that comes back to my sobriety is because in sobriety, you start to really take way better care of yourself and your mental health and your physical health. And this is just like a part of that. So that's my sober win. Um, whoop,
1: whoop. That's awesome, Em. Yeah.
0: Thank you. That being that is said, so great. I found one that I liked and um, she hasn't emailed me back. So I think I'm going to need therapy to talk about. Being rejected by the therapist.
1: Mommy, mommy <laughs> She'll get back to you. Just, I'm putting that good energy out there for you as well. <laughs> What's your sober win? Okay, my sober win is we are into day six of Sober October, which Woo! holds a special place in my heart because I I often participated in that during my d- drinking days. But for this month, I mentioned in our last episode that I was doing like a no sugar. October but I'm also getting back on the exercise train because since I broke my toe that was back in like July I think so for the mm. last two two plus months I, I really haven't exercised at all so mm. this week I've been going to the gym and I feel so freaking good and I I'm just so proud of myself for sticking to my sober October still you know like my my sober October goals so that's my way. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's always that could just be our answer every episode. Mm, my sober one is that I'm sober today. Oops, <laughs> yeah. I got too excited about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, my, oh gosh, my God. Yeah,
0: yeah, I. So today I was going to tell you I was looking because I know it's my turn for our quote today at the end. So I, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't have a quote for Sip Talk tonight. I have to find one. And like over the years, <laughs> I always, anytime I see a quote online that I like, I screenshot it. And I just I was like, I'm just going to go into my screenshotted folder, go to the beginning and find a quote ironically I ended up finding a quote not from there but it took me on this like trip down memory lane because I went back to the beginning which was like 2017 2018 of just like my screenshots folder which is just like such treacherous territory to creep back in your old photos (laughs) and I found two things that I was like I need to talk to Haley about this on the podcast first things first How many times have you, in your single drinking days, your single drinking days, woken up in the morning after the bar to, like, a text from a guy you were with at the bar the night before? And then you're just like... How many times? Oh, my God. Just, like, the amount. And I have some of them screenshotted because I would, like, send it to, like, my (gasps) sister and laugh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so i found this one you that
0: have them it. i would screenshot it and be like oh my god i can't believe i was even with this guy last night cringe look what he texted me and so i have this one <laughs> saved i just never deleted it so at 1 41 a.m this guy says hey maddie <laughs> nice meeting you tonight cheers for the dance sorry i had to go would have liked to hang out longer but i had to work at six maybe catch up sunday and he signed it luke the good kisser <laughs> and then, oh, oh, and, then and then and then he texts me at seven thirty a.m luke last name luke hit, hit me up on facebook <sighs> holding two red fish in profile pic don't worry i'm not some creep
1: Oh my gosh, this is the best that you saved these. <laughs> like literally How does that make you feel? Like
0: Oh my god, I find that hysterical. I find it hilarious. Like the amount Oh my god, like remember the days of just making out with randos at the bar?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I was a yeah, cereal bar kisser, I think. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, the Okay, that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, also just waking up in the morning and seeing texts and you're like what? Uh, oh thanks my God. Racing together my night.
0: Were it gave me so much anxiety just thinking about.
1: Oh, yeah. I would drunk text like my coworkers, even. And then in the oh, morning, no. I'd be like, oh, shoot. I texted my boss last night. Like, I would text <gasps> everybody, everybody. I wanted to talk to everyone. And that's what gave me so much anxiety is because I'd also. Drunken Haley would also delete the text that night, knowing the next day Haley wouldn't want to read them. So I'd wake up in the morning with responses to a blank thread because I deleted (gasps) it going, what the fuck did I say?
0: Oh my God. What kind of responses would they be from people? Would it be people like, oh, oh, what are you talking about? Like what kind of things?
1: I wish like laughs or something. I wish I had screenshots of them because honestly, I don't remember. All of that oh is such God. a blur.
0: No, it's so funny. I drunk Haley and Drunk Maddie were kind of opposites because I used to take drunk Snapchats and save them to torture myself with the next day. <laughs> and you had the like for the <laughs> the foresight to be like, I'm not going to want to read this tomorrow. Let's get rid of it. Pretend it never happened. <laughs> it's almost like you oh like, drunk Haley had sober Haley's back a little bit like mm,
1: a little bit, a little bit. Gosh, it's like funny to think back, but how nice to not have to deal with that anymore. Oh my God. Oh my like God. Also the the amount of like photos I post on Instagram or, or whatever platform I was on at the time. And then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, why did I post that? I, I just look like absolutely shit faced. And now oh, everybody yeah. that I, my family can all see it. And I would send Snapchats of me like, my body out the car of a taxi, like, oh you my know, God. going down the city streets, just like screaming music or whatever, say hi to people on the street. And I would send that to people that I had that are family members on Snapchat. So that's why Haley got rid of Snapchat. After that, I was like, I cannot have this platform anymore.
0: Oh my God. I never got rid of it. And I used it like, I can think of <laughs> so, oh my God, I can think of so many things That still make me cringe on Snapchat. I remember one time waking up and I knew I had sent really wasted and terrible Snapchat the night before. Just terrible in terms of like embarrassment level. And I had all these Snapchat responses in the morning and there I sent it to these two girls who I had met on vacation on like a resort in the Dominican. And one of them was like, thank you so much for sending me this. This was absolutely a pleasure to watch. (laughs) Oh my God. But I used to literally like when I would wake up, After, like, the first thing I would always, always, always do the morning after drinking would be, like, I would reach for my phone in a panic, and I would panic scroll it. I would be, like, open up messages. Did I send anything? Open up Instagram. Did I post anything? Open up Snapchat. Who did I Snapchat? Like, literally just, like, checking everything with, like, my heart pounding. Like, oh, my God, did I wreck my life last night? Like, how unsettling. Is that oh,
1: the worst? Uh, absolutely the worst. I, I was the exact same way when I'd wake up. It was just instant anxiety. Even again, if like, I know we've mentioned this before, if nothing had happened, I'd still have an like an anxious feeling thinking like, you know, something must have happened, even yeah. if I had say everything was fine, but it's still not st- with it. me for days. I would yeah. be like
0: either they know, they know something happened and they're lying to me to like save me from the embarrassment or something did happen and they just don't know about it. That was always yeah. what I convinced myself every time.
1: Yeah. Or you deleted everything the night before and then you just don't have any proof at all.
0: That was a Haley move. Maddie, Maddie liked to torture. <laughs> <laughs> Junk Maddie liked to torture.
1: So <laughs> <over> Maddie. <laughs> You know what I the, okay. The, you know what I love yeah. though. I was going to say. Do you know what I love is that? You know, we're living these like sober lifestyles now, but we could still laugh about all these times because at the end of the day, what I feel most uh, that I don't, or what I feel like I don't totally represent, um, you know, on my social media now, is like I did have a good time in my twenties. Overall, like I'm not, I'm not regretful of like every single thing that happened, and I'm not, uh, you know it wasn't like the worst time ever. Overall, there were mm-hmm. some really good times, but, it, but now what works best for me is to not have alcohol in my life at all. I can still reflect and laugh back at these times though, cause they did mm-hmm. happen. And I don't want to like hate my whole previous self. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not it at all. And I don't think that I make that clear enough. Cause I also feel like I did have good times with friends that I might not hang out with as much anymore. And I did have, um, like great memories along with not so great memories, but I I don't want to just kind of, you know, disregard those good times.
0: Mm Do you feel
1: like that? I feel the
0: same. Like, yeah, there were, there were lots of good times. I think if there weren't any good times at all, none of us would keep drinking. The reason that we keep doing it is because it was fun for us at a time. It stopped being fun or it stopped being worth the price I had to pay for it. Um, And I know that with like, in my bones I know that it wasn't good for me anymore but like of course there are and like I think I can laugh at it now and like I think that's a good thing and I think obviously we can talk about things in a serious way because a lot of it was really serious and a lot of it is kind of heavy and then we can also laugh at it because like I feel like it's it's not that black and white there's a lot of gray areas there's a lot of things that we can just like look back on now and laugh and I think there's nothing wrong with I think that's a good thing
1: me too. Yeah. It's not and it's not um it's not glorifying those drunken memories. It's just no. being accepting of of the memories that happened and yeah, yeah. I I'm totally with you.
0: Yeah. And like it is funny too because that is why I love the separation now. Now that I'm sober and I can feel a lot more like proud of who I am and I know that I always always am speaking from a clear mind I'm always acting like according to my morals and my character I'm not doing things out of character that I would never do sober so I feel like knowing that allows me to kind of look at it as a past version of myself which makes it easier to laugh about because the other thing is that I feel like yes I had anxiety after drinking intense anxiety after drinking but I feel like there was almost always this underlying anxiety that like at any moment I could find out something I did, even if it was like something I did a year ago. Like I always just had this feeling. Like if someone were to start a sentence with me, like, oh my God, remember when you – like my heart would pound because I'd be like, oh my God, what are they about to say? What if it's something I don't remember doing? Like you know what I mean? Like I always had this feeling that I could find something out and I love knowing now that like I always remember – especially if there's something kind of like serious that happens, knowing that I have the clear recollection of, of the events. Um, yeah, so that I think that also makes it easier to laugh at myself as being able to be like, well, that's not me anymore, so I can laugh about it now. And I couldn't do that right away at first, um, but now I can.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now that you can see that this lifestyle, this alcohol-free lifestyle is for you and it, you love it and you enjoy it and you can tell that this is like – your future, um, you can accept the past too and, and kind mm-hmm. of move on from it and just look at it as like, you know, another chapter of your life you learned. Also, you were young and you were you were just figuring everything out. And uh, it's kind of sweet to look back, even at the mistakes. Like, we all got to make them to, to learn and to grow into the people we want to be, you know? So mm-hmm. just taking a little bit of grace with ourselves as well, because I was so tough on myself for a long time. I really look yeah. back at the previous version of myself and I at the beginning especially of my sobriety like I just I just felt like how could I have been that person but now that I'm so removed from that I can see well I was also a really great person too I had some bad Mm -hmm. times I had some bad experiences and and not not pleasant times as well but at the end of the day that's just part of life Mm -hmm. so and lots of good times in there too so yeah oh but I wanted to tell you that last weekend um, I was gonna meet up with some sober gals that, uh, through Instagram that I met who were in town from Quebec but that didn't end up um, working out. but Jonas and I still went out and, um, and went out for for espresso and dinner and like hit the town and checked out downtown, downtown which we hadn't done in so long. And it was so fun. I had such a good time. I was like, gosh, I really need to get out at night more. Are you loving I know you go out okay. a lot at night.
0: I do. Also, real quick question. Did you go out for espresso or did you go out for virgin espresso martinis?
1: We went out for – we had espresso like in little, oh, in okay, little cups. Okay, okay. But I really want to have an espresso virgin martini. It's on the list of things that I want to try. Have you had I, one?
0: I feel like – this is what's missing in the mocktail world when I go out is I can go out with anyone and they're ordering their drinks and I'm not jealous. I've got my whatever I'm drinking, even if it's like a club soda. um, I don't care. But the second someone gets a freaking espresso martini, I'm so jealous because it looks so good. And like you have to make it with, like, you have to make a real mocktail version of an espresso martini, like, because there are certain, like, li- liqueurs that you can use for them. If I was just going to be, like, make me a virgin one, but they don't have a mocktail version, it would really just be, like, cold espresso. So, I like, that's something where places, right. places need to step up their game is with espresso martinis because I would love to order one when I'm out.
1: Anybody listening, there's a clientele for these espresso martinis. I would love one, too. I'd right? love just, some, like, a martini oh of some kind, an alcohol-free martini, I just want the espresso kind.
0: (laughs) Okay. Also, the other thing I was going to say that I found on my phone earlier today was um, I have a meme screenshotted on here. And first of all, I just find it so funny that – Not only did I like think this was funny enough to to like obviously want to send it to whoever I sent it to, I also screenshotted it to save for myself. It says, how do some girls get really drunk and go cute and quiet? All I do is chat an unbelievable amount of shit and ruin my life multiple times. Why did I screenshot that and (laughs) save it for myself? (laughs) I
1: don't know if you can relate, but like
0: when I got drunk, I was a cringy oversharer.
1: Oh yeah. Me too. Did, like like big but time. some people just like,
0: some people it doesn't really show, but I would just like overshare. I would tell everybody I love them and then cringe about it the next day. Um
1: but oh, like yeah. I do everybody know some people was who you can't friend. really
0: tell. Yeah.
1: So you mean that when you're out there are people that don't share like you do? Like is that what you're referring to?
0: Just in general, like I, even like one of my my really good friends from university who I'm still good friends with today. I remember when we would party, she never, I can never tell. She The next day she'd be like, I was so wasted last night. And I'd be like, I had no idea. There's actually a really funny story oh. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People just don't show it. I was not one of those. My family nicknamed me Wine oh, okay. Eyes because my eyes would like half, <laughs> could only stay half open. I was Wine Ellen and Wine Eyes. <laughs>
1: oh like my, my gosh okay yeah I know what you mean identity. yeah I think I was always very clearly intoxicated but I did have friends one in particular a very close friend she never seemed like she was intoxicated and I was like she was the one taking care of me a lot of the nights in high school I'm like yeah oh how that's so funny
0: when I saw that it had me thinking about like yeah how how did some people not not show it that way and it reminded me of a really funny story with <laughs> with her where <laughs> um it, it was Halloween in university and I blacked out and um, I went home and, and like passed out on the couch in my, in my house in university. And then I see this girl the next day. She's like my really good friend. She's like, she mentions in passing, oh, like when I saw you here last night at my house and I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, I saw you here last night. I came over after the bar. I have zero recollection of this. None. I don't remember seeing her. As far as I'm concerned, I did not see her last night. So I am panicked. Like, I'm like, what the hell? How do I actually not even remember this encounter at all? Because usually I'd remember a little, at least like flashes of things. So Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, how do you not remember? We took a selfie together. Like, we took a photo. I'm like, I I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So... So then later, she finds the photo. I'm passed out. She's taking a selfie with me and I'm unconscious. But she had been like, how don't you remember? We took a photo together. You don't remember that? And then she finds it and she's like, oh, wait, you you weren't awake.
1: (laughs) She didn't remember either. I'm
0: panicking all day because I don't remember seeing her. She obviously was wasted enough to not realize. (laughs) <laughs> to not remember that I wasn't actually awake for any of that.
1: Oh my God. Oh my gosh, Isn't that funny? Okay, so that reminds me of just like photos from nights. So did you ever? I I was I went through a bar star phase. I was at the bar all the time. Like at one point, I went to the bar like every night. this was over the Olympics, especially my my friend and I went to the bar every single night. And during those that like period, I'd always find the how long the of a period or, is the
0: Olympic?
1: Okay the the Olympics were two weeks long. So I okay, I would never long. know so that honestly. We, <laughs> yeah, so so because they were in our in our hometown, we were just like out in it, and honestly, that was a very fun time. But during that period of my life when I was at the bar all the time, overall, I would always find the person at the bar who was taking photos for the Facebook page or their website. Oh, bars
0: used to have those Facebook pages with the professional photographers.
1: Yes. Oh my God,
0: I forgot about that. Okay. Sorry. Keep going.
1: Yeah. So part of my panic the next day was waiting until they uploaded those photos to see. And many times did I reach out and say, can you please delete this? And it's like, All I I brought that all on myself. I was the one in that drunken rage that went and like had to take these photos with random people or whatever we were doing in the photo. And some of them were so embarrassing. I look back at it now and I'm like, why did I care? Like, you know, it's probably, it probably wasn't that bad, but my overall just anxious person when I woke up the next day, I didn't want any, I didn't want any trace of that behavior. Even though I knew I was behaving like that the night before, I still the next day always regretted like so much of my my crazy (laughs) behavior.
0: I get it though, because you can look back now and be like, oh my god, it wasn't a big deal, why'd I care? But like when you're in that state of like spiraling about how drunk you were, you don't want those pictures online for everybody to see.
1: No, you really don't. And at that time too. I mean, social media is a a beast now. We've been in it for years and years, but at that time it was somewhat new. Facebook was somewhat new. Uh, People's personal lives weren't really like shared online that much. I had my mom and my grandma on Facebook. We weren't as open Mm -hmm. about things and I might've hid a lot of my partying with them. And I I was just like, oh my gosh, if this is, or if like an employer saw it or something, you know, there was a lot of worry back in the day that those, um, you know, personal stuff that got out online would affect your your jobs. And I don't think it's yeah. as much of a concern now because people share a lot more online. But I at, remember at that, that time, really it being it
0: instilled like, in us, though. Like, don't post a drunk photo, or no one's going to hire you, or you're going to lose your job. I remember like learning that in school. Yes, but the bar photos, I forgot about that and. Do you want to know how anxious I was? I used to, if I had been at a bar the night before in university and then they upload those albums from the night, I used to look through them to check, not only to check if there are any photos of me, but to scan, like, the background of photos to see if I was, like, in the background doing anything bad. Like, how paranoid. How paranoid. And I'm not that anxious in my life, like, outside of – the alcohol stuff outside of like what alcohol did to me, but I was so stressed all the time.
1: Same. Absolutely the same. It just it's it honestly those feelings I can still feel them when I think back. It's wild. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do I I actually have a an old laptop that is right here in my desk that is broken, but I want to pull off the photos if I can and take it to a specialist and get all the photos off. I want to do this, but I'm also like, Oh my God, all of those photos I'm pretty sure are saved on there. And those are ones that I haven't seen in like 10 plus years. (laughs) Like, is that going to be a funny thing or is that going to be a cringy thing? Yeah. How does it make you feel to imagine seeing them? Honestly, at this point, because, again, I'm just accepting of my past. I think it mm-hmm. would be funny. Sometimes when I get those Facebook memories, I'm like, oh, and then like, oh, all right. You know, like that was that was me. I'm accepting it. I'm not I'm tra- mm. trying not to regret and uh, live in regret. So, um, yeah, I think I, I kind of want to do it. And now that we're talking about it, I'm going to see if I can take it this weekend or soon to get uh, yeah. yeah, to get looked at.
0: Yeah, I um. I just think, like, how nice, looking back as much as we can kind of, like, laugh at our antics from from years ago, how nice to just, like, it feels like such this, like, weight, this, like, safety and comfort and being like, oh, I never have to, like, it's crazy to me that it used to be normal to me to completely give up control, over what was going to happen that night. Like drinking was literally this. Like I'm giving up control. I could do something. Or say something. That could. Like who knows. I mean first of all. You can put yourself in really unsafe situations obviously. But you can you can do something. Actually drunkenly that changes your life. And not be thinking mm-hmm. it through. And like to, to really. Like to kind of laugh at. Cringy past things or whatever. It really does make me feel like. I'm so glad that I'm not willing to put myself in that position anymore and also the fact that like I go out a lot still like I still go to bars I still do like whatever and I have a lot of fun sober and and I, I'm like, I can have it both ways. I can go out and have fun and I can also be in full control and not have to do any of the shit that we just talked about tomorrow, like not have to play detective and not have to look through my phone like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, it's just, it's such a freaking good feeling. And it's one that sometimes I take for granted because now this is just normalcy for me. But then to remember like what normal life was before was like feeling that way more often than not most mornings.
1: Yeah. It's nice to remind yourself of that because once you get used to something, Mm -hmm. it's, you gotta, yeah, you gotta remind yourself. I, I'm with you. And what, how nuts is it that we used to give alcohol our control or like give up control Mm -hmm. to alcohol, give alcohol our power and allow a substance to dictate the way that we behaved. And again, like the person that I was when I was intoxicated is not, who I am and I know that a lot of a lot of the time a lot of the time was not who I was um mm-hmm. and I know people say oh when you're when you're drunk you say things that you really mean and you say you say things that are on your mind and you speak the truth and that was not me the person that yeah. I was and that I that I behaved as a, a lot of the time that was not me and I still stand by that like in certain situations I'm just like as a sober Haley would never like behave that way and, and disrespect people or hurt people in, you know, certain situations. And so it's so comforting to know now that the person that you are representing to the world, whether you're out at a bar or you're, you know, in your day to day is you and Mm -hmm. is 100% you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And another piece of that as well for me is just like the self-respect that I have for myself now Mm. and that I didn't have for myself when I was drunk. Like I look back on so many situations where I'm like, why did I tolerate that? Why was I settling for that? Like have some self-respect, Maddie. Like what are you doing? You know, like that's another thing that is really like I settled for things when I was drinking Mm. that now I just have so much like my standards for myself and for what I'm going to tolerate from other people. And just in general are so much higher.
1: Wow. Yes, absolutely. What's, what's an example of something that you maybe would have tolerated intoxicated that you no longer do.
0: Oh my God. Guys treating me like shit, like knowing knowing soberly that a guy was kind of a douchebag and then getting drunk and texting him anyway and then waking up like, "Oh my god, why the hell are you texting this guy? He's not even giving you the time of day or not treating you right." Like things like that. Um that's a big one for me and just like just looking back on so many scenarios, not not just with guys but just in general. Um yeah, it's just like, and oh my God, you know what else is that I remember sometimes having conversations where like, if I kind of wanted to do something, but I knew like, you know, when you kind of want to do something, but you're like, oh, I know in my right mind that that's a bad decision. I used to say to myself, like, "Mm, I'll just get drunk and do it. (laughs) Because like, then I would be like, whatever, then I can blame it on being drunk and like, not have to take accountability. Whereas now it's like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm I'm just sober all the time. I literally had this conversation with my friend the other night where, like, we were talking about something and I was like, but, like, there's something different about when you don't drink where you can't just be like, fuck it, I'm going to make a stupid reckless decision. I mean, like, obviously you can, but, like, mm-hmm. I hold myself to a higher standard now.
1: Isn't it funny? Do uh, you feel uh, like, the same? Yeah, yeah. Just being like, oh, well, I was drunk or, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I I totally feel the same way. It's so so cringy to think think back on and just be like, well, it was because I was drunk. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I like I was just saying, a lot of the time I did behave that way because I was drunk. So it's like this weird this yeah. weird line. Whereas, you know, I, I also never want to use it as an excuse because I willingly consumed the alcohol and I did behave that way whether i was in my right mind or not um i mean at the end of the day those choices are your own they're nobody else's so i i did have to take some sort of accountability for it but it would be easy to just be like well it was the booze you know it is yeah then it doesn't really make sense when you think back on it
0: yeah because there would be things that i still really would want to do and then i would get drunk with the intention of doing it but with the intention of doing it while i was drunk so that i could be like oops i was drunk <laughs> like th- that's crazy <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is it is crazy speaking of like the respect from from guys did I date someone that at one point when we weren't dating prior to that spit on me in a hot tub
0: <gasps>
1: did Oh, did I end up dating that person yes
0: oh my god
1: yeah, I was just thinking back on that because this was a this was a pretty quick relationship and this like friendship that lasted for friendship that lasted like for up and down, uh, you know, years. Um, ended up dating this person and this is someone that I really drank and really lived like a crazy lifestyle with for a bit and it was uh-huh. so unhealthy. But I'm like, why? Again, that was in that phase of like me just consuming so much alcohol and yeah. other party drugs. And I was just like, I had no respect for myself. Mm-hmm. I had no respect for myself in these situations. And I'm like, why would I Why would I give someone my energy and my and my time that would treat me like that? Ugh. It's, it's so sad to think back on, actually.
0: Yeah. Wait, so how long did you date him for?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say like four months. For some reason, I always had a crush on this person growing up. Um, wasn't someone that went I went to school with but like went to a, clo- a school close by so I'd known him for a while but um, this was a group of people that I hung out with a lot and it was just very like reckless behavior like some of the guys would like pee on couches <laughs> oh. or like
0: oh god you know
1: that kind of I know I know or just treat women with such disrespect like Mhm. awful. And so I just, I did have a lot of fun in those days. I did. And I, again, don't want to live in regret. But there's a sense of, uh, I feel sad for that person that didn't have the confidence mm-hmm. or, or didn't have the the strength or respect for herself to say, this is not okay. And I should really step away from this. I think deep down in my heart, I knew that I did need to, but this was my way of, um, and people that I surrounded myself with, I was just, getting through tough times and like not recognizing situations in my life or trauma in my life that I needed to deal with. I was instead escaping and, Mm -hmm. and just took me some time to pull through that. But yeah, there's a little bit of a, uh, I feel bad for myself at that time as well, you know? But again, I learned so much in those moments. Like I learned so much in those moments and all the best to those people too. You know, like I, it's not like there's any, Feelings, it, it, it's just that's that was that time of my life, and I have to accept that. So it is what it is. Yeah.
0: Um, it's funny because I feel like when I look back on specifically that, in terms of like not having respect for myself with guys the time in my life that that was really a thing for me was when i was living in australia and that was the time in my life where i was drinking more than i ever had in my life and i'm like there's no way that those two things aren't connected so i find that right. really interesting like those those times like i hadn't i didn't have a a bad track record with guys before then really um and and in that time in my life although i did There were a couple guys who I was seeing for a bit in Australia who were, like, good guys, but I didn't stay in one place for super long. But when I look back on, like, the times where I really went for some people who were not treating me well and, like, was just, like, not having self-respect about it, it was when I was in Australia. And that's when I drank the most in my life. Um, So I find that an an interesting correlation that I hadn't actually really properly thought about until now. Um, Mm -hmm. So – Yeah, I do think I do think that when you're drinking heavily, you're not really treating yourself well, because point blank, that's like a harmful thing to do for yourself. And then I feel like if you're not treating yourself well, you're a lot more likely to tolerate other people not treating you so well.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you put yourself in just situations that you never probably would if you weren't drinking that heavily. And yeah, that was a super super heavy consumption a heavily heavy consumption time in my life uh it just Mm. was um yeah it's very interesting like I love these combos that we have because it really brings some clarity to actions or like situations and oh gosh yeah you know I maybe didn't have respect for myself at that time but how much was I drinking at that time how much was I Mm -hmm. partying um how much was I escaping from my own mind, my own clear-headed, sober mind? Um, and that completely relates to one another.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it is funny, the conversations, because it's like things that we wouldn't really necessarily talk about in depth in our normal lives. So then it's like things come up where I'm like, oh, wait, that makes sense. Um But yeah, I think like as much as I had an amazing year while I was there, I think it's one of the years where also my mental health suffered more than it ever has in my life because of just how much I was drinking and how much anxiety – like even today looking back through photos, sometimes when I go through photos in a very specific – one specific month in my time there where there there was kind of like an incident that that caused me a lot of anxiety – when I look at through the photos from that time, it brings back those feelings for me. And like, I can remember cause wow. I was bartending. I can remember like I would work the bartending day shift, like opening the bar and it was quiet. And I remember stand. I can vividly picture right now, like standing there polishing glasses and just being like, so anxious, so anxious, and like desperate for. <laughs> I had this manager who I was really good friends with, bless him, who kind of knew what the situation was and would talk to me about it. And I remember being like, "Come around more," because it's a big place. So he'd wander from bar to bar, and I was alone with my thoughts, and it was like the worst. So, yeah, it's 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 a crazy time to think of because there were lots of highs and lots of lows because it was a really fun time, and then there was a lot of consequences that eventually kind of built up. And then it was just like at the end of the year, I was like, Oh my God, this isn't worth
1: it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need those tough life lessons, those tough situations to really figure out who you want to be, the person you mm-hmm. want to continue on in life as. And yeah, it's they're They're just life lessons and we all have them. And some of them are <laughs> a little cringier than others, but yeah, but yeah, they're there for a you know reason. What?
0: My I guess. My um the icon, the idol of my life, Taylor Swift said in her <laughs> when she received her <laughs> her honorary doctorate at NYU, one of the things she said was that she's learned to get comfortable with cringe. And I'm like, I like that. Because hmm. maybe like even looking at things we're doing today a year from now might make us cringe, and it's like it's an inescapable part of life and 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 when it comes to like drinking and and kind of sobriety cringe can be a very crucial part because it forces you to look at yourself and maybe make some different decisions so i don't think that's a bad thing
1: it's such a good quote from from t swift (laughs) lots of good quotes from (laughs) t swift An icon. You're like, I have a whole album full of them. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: have uh, nine whole albums full of them, in fact.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually referring to like your iPhone uh, photo albums, (laughs) where you like screenshot your your (laughs) quote. It's like you're referring to your nine albums. (laughs) Get it right. Um, Is it quote time?
0: I think it's quote time. What do you got for us? Okay. All of my digging today didn't actually find me this quote, funny enough. But it did find (laughs) me those gems, so I'm not mad about it. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is a quote by um, Cleo Wade, who I love. It says, Love yourself enough to say enough is enough when enough has become enough. And I read that in Early Sobriety and I was like, "Ooh, that's so good." Because that's really what it is. It's about like yeah, just being willing when you know enough is enough, let let enough be
1: enough. Time yeah, time for a change. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that is enough.
0: Yeah, and I think we've both said enough <laughs> is enough to the cringe. We had enough cringe in our in our day. R.I.P. Drunk Maddie and Haley. Enough cringe. You had your moments, but yeah.
1: R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, really miss you. But open to more ch- more. <laughs> open to more cringe in the future because T Swift said it. It's inevitable. Yeah, so but you know what? Bring on the cringe.
0: I'm gonna amend the quote. And I'm going to say get comfortable with sober cringe.
1: Ah, oh, I love it. Yes, in our sober especially selves, in early no sobriety. Our-
0: yeah. Awkward, awkward parties and whatever. Get co- It's okay to cringe. Taylor Swift said so.
1: And on that note, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.